Adventures with Strangers in Siberia. Some of the unexpected meetings with strangers during my 20-day train journey across Russia recently from Moscow to Vladivostok will remain in my memory forever. The reason is that although I had arranged a tour where I was met at certain stops across Siberia, I was the only one taking the tour. After one night on the train, I was met at Yekaterinburg railway station by a taxi driver, Sasha. He is surprised and intrigued that I speak Russian. He takes me to my homestay lady, who is not at home and we have to wait. He is impatient to find other paying customers, and I suggest that she may have died in her apartment as she was not answering his knock. We laugh and bond. Next morning he turns up with the tour guide and she and I drink champagne on the border of Europe and Asia and visit the site of the former graves of Tsar Nicholas and family. Sasha does not speak English and the guide tells me in English she is gay. But Putin says there are no gays in Russia. Her life has not been easy as her family don't accept her. After this tour, Sasha suggests a tour of Yekaterinburg. I agree and enjoy the tour and we lunch together. I put my trust in him and we arrive back at my homestay. He purchases a watermelon for me and my hostess and her neighbour to enjoy and says he will return at 12.15pm in time for me to catch my train to Irkutsk near Lake Baikal at 1.14am. We wait. He is late. He rings and advises me not to worry. He is on his way. He is coming. We fly through the empty streets of Yekaterinburg, run through the long corridors of the railway station to the platform, and he brings me to a Chinese train. I don't look twice and get on, although I think it is not my train. He refuses to take the money I offer in excess of the taxi fare, saying he does not deserve it, but I insist. He kisses me on the cheek and disappears while I am finding my compartment. The conductors on the train speak Russian and Chinese in the one sentence. The train is going on to Ulaanbaatar. A few mornings later, I disembark from the train at Irkutsk, and am met by a driver with a van, Alex. It's dark at 4am and the town is empty and quiet. Dogs are playing in the streets. We set off for Lake Baikal and its spiritual island, Olhon, home to the Buryat people. It is a five-hour drive over tracks through fields to Lake Baikal. This is the first time in my travels that I feel vulnerable, and ask myself how I have come to be alone with a stranger heading for the steppes of Russia. But Alex and I breakfast along the way, and he tells me about his wife, whom he rings on his mobile during the journey. At Lake Baikal, he rings Sergei, who is to meet me after I cross to the island in his 40-year-old red jiggly Russian sedan number 226. 
Sergei has a mouth of gold teeth, and we drive to the music of the babushkas who came second in the Eurovision contest as we fly over deep forage tracks for over an, over an hour through fields. After he sounded his horn at the spot where his friend died in a motor accident, I crossed my fingers in the pocket of my jeans and prayed that I would survive this journey. Finally, we arrive at the guest house. After a few days, he collects me for the return journey, leaving coins at a Buryat shrine for a safe return journey. On the train from Irkutsk to Vladivostok, I shared a compartment with Oleg, who sang a little to himself and drank beer for breakfast, continuing to do so throughout the day and very often finished off the last drops during the following breakfast. It had the same effect on him as cordial. On the first night, the conductress took our details and told him to behave. This awakened a nervous feeling in my gut and I did not change my clothes for the whole journey. We shared a beer on the first night and after sharing the compartment for three days and three nights, I grew to learn that he was a high-level bureaucrat, a dear man who loved his wife, daughter and cat. He grew very agitated when he thought the train had left me on a station, shared his food and trusted me not to steal the wad of rubles he left lying around. At his destination, he was met by his driver and I became sad as I watched him and his escort disappearing through the railway station and out of my life.